You're listening to Career Up Now's Socially Distanced Close-Ups Israel Edition, where college students and young professionals interview the leaders who are shaping the face of Israel today. Let's jump in on the conversation. To start, could you just tell me a brief story of how you got to where you are today? So I think for me, it's, it's a combination of two careers. When I was uh, still in medical school, I was part of a company called Mirabilis, or ICQ, as people know it back then. And uh, we're doing instant messaging. We got sold to AOL, and then I worked for them for a few years. And uh, during all that time, I, I continued with my medical school and, you know, and, uh, and after that, stage and internship and all that. So I was in a kind of a dual career, one hand in, in medical world, you know, doing vascular surgeries, and in the other hand, technical, but completely unrelated. And this is where I saw a huge gap between the way that we communicate in the, let's call it the technology world, and to how we communicate in the healthcare system. And I also was very frustrated with the way that you know my patients are following instructions whether it's how to take their medications how to prepare for surgery a lot of different things and knowing what we can do on the technology aspect and you're know, seeing the need as a physician this is where i decided to bridge the gap and founded telesophia medical which actually bridges that communication gap and we are creating personalized videos for patients showing them their specific instructions. Yeah, that's super yeah, interesting true. that you talk about bridging that gap there. Can you tell me if there was like a, a moment or like whether it was a mistake or a failure or just something that taught you, like that made you reassess how your career path was going to go? I think I was always doing a lot of different things. I always liked to do, like some people would call it not to decide, but I, I was always doing it at least more than one thing at every given time. And what I liked about the concept of Theresophia is that it allowed me to combine passions that I had. I still haven't had passions to medicine and I had passion to technology. Suddenly now I'm, I have a job that allows me to do both. So I'm not doing surgeries anymore, but, but at least I'm dealing still with, with medicine and people. We help real people that, that sometimes we meet. In that manner, we are still practice medicine in a way. And I'm dealing with in a technology world, which, which I really love. I think that kind of, it was a aha moment. Oh, I can actually combine the two together. I don't need to choose and I don't need to doing two different things. Right. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the type of company that would be pretty well equipped to help people in the midst of a pandemic. So maybe talk a little bit about what the new challenges or maybe even opportunities that the pandemic has presented to you and your company? Sure. During the pandemic, one of the main things that you have in a pandemic is how do you convey information? How do you educate all these different people? And suddenly everyone, everyone, every single person in the world has become somebody who needs to learn you know, pandemic terms and all of us are now expert in uh, R and uh, expert in epidemiology that nobody even knew it before and also need to follow a lot of different instructions uh, you have to go out no to mask yes no what are the times for your uh, lockdown etc not only you have to educate a lot of people about a lot of different instructions almost each one of them has different instructions right because you could be living in the same city but your neighborhood is, has a lockdown 
and you cannot go out and the next one they can go out and maybe you want to even try to reduce the number of people in the street so you're saying like in this street we want you to go between five to seven go out and etc there were a few places in europe that were actually working by hours a lot of information needs to be conveyed a lot of instructions a lot of things that are really unknown and unusual going to people don't understand more than that even those who are supposed to explain it and supposed to tell you what to do themselves don't really know what to say because the data is still not clear we are still learning as we go especially in the beginning on the first wave you, you could feel it that nobody was more of a hunch than science a lot of the uh, instructions everything changes everything is dynamic and you need to do it and what we are offering is a tool that allows you to do just this we can we are providing each individual person the specific video that they need we are generating the video on the fly for them at the moment of need and you can always update it because the video is dynamic one of the examples that i can give you that we were working with a very big hmo during the pandemic still working with them the pandemic is still going but uh, we were for example doing covid 19 tests they open up all these pop-up test centers and people were invited to come to these test centers now this means that i need to tell you what to do and when you are coming to the test i need to give you some information about how to prepare to the test, what to bring with you, where is the test, because it's a location that is unknown to you. And because of all sorts of uh, limitations and, and, you know, equipment limitations, etc., sometimes people won't even go to the one that is near to their house, but they would be referred to another district to do it there because of testing limitations, etc. So a lot of small details, a lot of them are changing. We had the, at times where the HMO folks would call us in the morning and say, we are now opening a center in this location. And within two hours, we already had in the system videos that can be generated and show the patients who are invited to those tests exactly the location, show them how, where the entrance is. Sometimes it would be in a, in a football court. Sometimes it would be in a, just in a junction. And there would be some kind of a van where you to go there. And also the instructions would vary because some of those stations were kind of a drive-through. And some of them were like kiosk and, and each one of them has their own instructions of where you should wait, what you can bring, etc. So all this, very flexible. They would open up a place. Immediately they had the videos and it's real videos in the system. And you get a video saying, you know, I, Ben, you have a schedule test for tomorrow at 9 a.m. at this location. This is how you get there. Notice there is a sign when you go on the right. This is where you're going to be. You need to bring with you these things and this is what you should expect. So when you're giving all this level of details in the video, you are creating a sense of comfort, a sense of, oh, I actually know what I'm supposed to do. I know exactly what's going on. You know it's for you, so it's not some kind of a random video because I told you your name in the beginning and, and maybe you saw the physician that you know that sent you to this test. You can also see them in the video. It makes it more familiar. We see a very high compliance rate when we are using those methods in, in our videos. To me, you're talking about making those videos. It seems like if you have to personalize it for each individual patient, then you would be making hundreds of videos and that it would be hard to keep up with all of that. So how do you manage keeping up with that? And is it like you're making all these videos or is it like you're kind of piecemealing old videos all together, I guess, to make each one? This is where the technology and the magic gets in. I mean, it's not like we, are, we have trillions and trillions and trillions of video combinations that we can generate. It's, it's almost infinite amount. It's not really that we are creating them and then pick and choose. We are creating them on the fly when needed. 
So we have all these Lego blocks or video blocks. And then whenever somebody needs that video, we are composing that video in less than a second, technology that we develop. And we are generating a video in less than a second that shows real people. So everything in the video is real people. It's not like avatars and it's text-to-speech. It's all with real people, real actors, and super fast. I didn't fully understand that when I was doing like a little bit of research and when I was just hearing you talking, but that's super cool. So does it work like through an algorithm? There's an algorithm and we can define the algorithm according to the use case. So we have a lot of different use cases. So COVID is just one of them. COVID testing, we're also doing people that are hospitalized at home, hospitalization, you know, kind of the light symptoms, light to moderate symptoms, they typically hospitalized at home. So we provide them all the instructions, you know, how to check their, how to do pulse oximetry, how to use the thermometer, how to check themselves every day. So we're providing them all these informations and videos as well. And they can actually even in return, reply back and give us the, the results and provide that to the system. We're also doing videos for discharge. So let's say a hospital discharge, a patient is discharged from the hospital, automatically taking all the data from the hospital system and we are generating a discharge video for that patient saying hi you've been discharged from this board this is what you need to know about your disease this is what you need to do at home this is what you need to eat this is what you're not allowed to eat you need to do a chest x-ray in a a week from now and you have a follow-up meeting at 9 p.m at this location at this building so all the details are in the video and and it works very very well And then, of course, we need to do the algorithm for each one of those videos. Again, it's part of the system. The system is not just the creation of the video, but the entire logic, uh, medical logic and business logic sometimes that uh, sits behind. I want to move on a little bit more into get a little bit away from Telesophia and more into you personally. So I'm wondering if there is a core value that you think guides your career path or your life more generally experience, experiment, just do things. Even if it doesn't seem like a pathway, there would be a pathway. So if you love something, if you think it's gonna be interesting, try it, do it, do things. It's better to do something than wait a year till you do the exact thing you wanna do. Just do something else in, in, the, in the meantime. Someday, somehow, it will all connect. I mean, I've done all sorts of different things and suddenly all of it has become very useful, right? When I was a kid, I liked to do uh, animations. Uh, stop motion animations and, and all sorts of uh, video tricks and special effects that I study. How is it connected to anything? Not. Well, suddenly it becomes very helpful when I'm doing injectable videos and stuff like that. And I need all sorts of uh, tr- video tricks that I know in the back of my mind that this is, can be done because I, I did it as a kid. Or travel, go see the world. That's, that's great experience. But now, now this is a bit tricky with all the COVID restrictions, but normally... I would say traveling is, is a great way to meet other cultures, to, to see how things can be done differently. And then when you get that, you get some kind of a perspective on life. It helps you not, not to be afraid to fail and just try things. And if you try a lot of things, one of them will succeed. So Right now, I'm in the midst of doing a bunch of different things and trying to find out how they all connect. So that's really helpful to me personally, and I know to a lot of other young professionals. (laughs) So if you were a college student or a young professional right now, and you were moving to Israel, what would your advice be to that person? If someone 
were to be moving to Israel right now as a young person? First, be prepared for two weeks of uh, lockdown when you get in. That's very for now. I think people that, that are coming now into Israel, they're coming in it. Now, specifically, it's, it's a bit of a challenging time, but it's a challenging time all over the world. I mean, uh, until recently, we had a low single-digit unemployment rate. Now we are 25% unemployment rate, so not the best of time professionally to, to come to Israel. However, it's a global pandemic. It's global, so I'm assuming it's the same almost everywhere. I think there is a strong high-tech community and industry that is in Israel. I mean, not only high-tech, there are other, other science and other things that are happening in Israel. But because Israel is such a small country, almost all the companies here, are, or the high-tech companies, I should say, are, are focusing on export. So the fact that you are coming, let's say, from the U.S., you are actually coming with English without my horrible accent, so you have a better English, and with your local network of the school that you study with, etc. So already coming with, with an advantage compared to the local, let's say, salesperson. Let's say salesperson, for example, if I take a local salesperson, eventually I would want them to sell to the U.S., they will need to learn the culture and you know build the network. You're already coming with it. It's a very big asset, highly evaluated by, by the, the local industry here. So this is a very big advantage. That would be a good place to start. But now, again, as I said, it's it's a challenging time. So uh, people, people are struggling even if they had a great career till now. And we see that there is an economic crisis, especially in areas that were really struck by COVID, like you know, travel uh, companies, uh, event companies, all that industries are really suffering, but healthcare is uh, blooming. So maybe that's, that's a good advice to come and work in healthcare. It seems to me that the way to kind of make your mark on an Israeli job market is to A, get into tech, and then B, expand your market so that it's beyond just the state of Israel and really that you can connect with American, European Asian, what have you, other markets, so that you have a viable business and you're not just in this small population, smaller than like the city of Los Angeles. So it seems like to me that you guys are very much doing that and found this perfect niche between medicine and technology and the internet in today's world. So a props to you and your company for all of that. That's really all the questions I have for you. Do you have anything else that you want to add about your personal journey or what you guys are up to right now? Nothing specific, but I think it's, it's important for young people, especially when you're young, that's the age. There is an old saying saying that uh, in order to be old and wise, you have to be young and stupid. And I think, you know, if you don't necessarily need to be stupid, but you need to try things and fail a few things in order to get that experience and just don't be afraid. I see a lot of people really afraid on doing that. Should they try it? Should they just do it. Nothing will happen. You're still young and you can try it and somehow, sometime it will work for you. Yeah, that's great advice. Thank you so much. And thank you for sharing all your other wisdom and your story on Career Up Now's Socially Distanced podcast. I look forward to keeping in touch with you and wish you all the best in the future. And if you have anything else you need from me, just let me know. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.